Coming up on This Week in Games, we have the 2018 BAFTA Awards, WeChat opens up to developers, Steam closes off itself, and the name of privacy. Coming up, This Week in Games. Weekend Games. I'm your host, Eric McConnell, and I'm here to break down all the game industry goodness for the last seven days, and what a week we had. Let's get started off with the 2018 BAFTA Awards. So the BAFTA Awards are generally for British, uh, the British Film Awards, kind of like the British version of the Oscars. They have another category for the British Academy of Games, and they had their annual award show last week. And what a surprise we had. Best game, which is their game of the year, is What Remains of Edith Finch by Giant Sparrow, published by Annapurna Interactive. Big surprise there because we saw GDC Awards and Dice Awards and many other awards give that to major games normally. So this year, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild won that award for many award shows. Very interesting that such a small indie game, it's a story-focused drama game won this award it's basically just a first person drama story driven game very interesting um i guess it's more artsy more in line with what the bafta would be looking for in films kind of makes sense that it won and let's hope they get a giant boost in revenue because of this so other winners include hellblade senua's sacrifice that won three major awards nintendo won many awards with mario odyssey and breath of the wild and so on and Gorogoa won a few awards as well. And if you guys remember, I covered that last week and this week in my gaming. So check out the full list online and let's move on to other news. And that other news is Tencent opens up WeChat to all developers. This is big news. Tencent opens up the largest Asian messaging platform to all developers, but at a cost. What does that cost? Tencent will take 30 to 50% of ad revenue and 40% of in-app purchase revenue. Ouch. That's a lot. So currently, Google and Apple take about 30% of in-app purchase revenue, and I believe they don't take any ad revenue. So it's crazy that Tencent's asking for such a big price on WeChat. But Tencent has proved WeChat's gaming prowess with Xiong Yi Xiong. I'm not pronouncing that right at all, but it's a game they made in-house, and it easily climbed to 100 million DAU, and 100 million DAU is ridiculous. That is nothing to scoff at. So hurry up, devs. Go over and hand Tencent 10% of your company so you can do business in China and then get on their platform. Next up, uh, Valve makes privacy changes to Steam. So... The gaming platform giant is now allowing users to close off their public data to the rest of the world. This comes after weeks of Facebook getting hammered and taking public beatings both in the Senate and House committees and just in tech news in general for allowing companies to harvest user data and then profit off that data that they harvest. So the privacy change actually affects one company in particular, and that's Steam Spy. So Steam Spy is a data analytics company obviously focusing specifically on Steam. And a lot of developers think that this is going to hurt the little guy more than the big guy because the big guy already can gather data on competitors and how they're doing. But the little guy relies on Steam Spy to see their sales 
and their estimations versus you know their competitors versus bigger and smaller competitors so pretty interesting um kind of sad i really enjoyed steam spy um it's kind of a steam's version of app annie or sensor tower for any of you who are mobile games very sad that valve decided to do this we'll see if users actually go through and close off all their data thus killing steam spy you know all together but we'll see all right Next up, Microsoft, EA, and Nintendo crush a patent troll. So an Australian patent troll, Richard Baker, filed against the three companies for his quote-unquote invention of personalized instructional aid. The patent in question refers to a device that allows users to control computers using motion and video capture. That's really vague, and I've never heard of Richard Baker or his implementation of this, so... Good job, Microsoft, EA, and Nintendo for crushing um, the small guy. And I guess uh, we're all cheering for corporate dominance right now. <laughs> all right, next up, Eugen Systems. We have an update on them. They end the strike. So after two weeks of negotiations and the negotiations moving nowhere, the strike at Eugen Systems has ended. But the 15 current and former employees are still currently in legal battles at the French labor court. So the story hasn't ended, but the strike has ended. So uh, I guess we're almost there. Um, it looks like none of the employees got what they wanted through the strike and through negotiations. So it's up to the courts to kind of deliver on that. All right, we got a game news. Bosky follows up their lackluster Lawbreakers title, which was an... Uh, kind of a team-based arena shooter um, with another first-person shooter genre that's oversaturated right now, Battlegrounds game. And what is the Battlegrounds game themed? 80s themes. That's right. So Law Lawbreakers will be followed up by Radical Heights. That's Boss Key's sophomore game. And uh, Radical Heights is an 80s themed Battlegrounds game. And this will be kind of Cliffy B's Boss Key Productions' second foray into trying to make free-to-play first-person shooters. They did, however, implement a few iterative improvements on the Battleground genre, such as mini-machines where you go for central sinks for all your excess resources that you're not currently using, as well as kind of like a currency system that carries over from game to game depending on how well you did a la Counter-Strike. So in Counter-Strike, if you remember, the more you win, the more cash you have on hand, the more you can buy the better guns for the next rounds and so on. You know, all I know is the world needed two things. The world needed more free-to-play Battlegrounds games, and the world needed more over-the-top 80s-themed games. And, you know, thanks, Bosky, because I really, like, this is what the game industry needed right now. And I really appreciate you guys going out on a limb and trying something that no one's ever tried before. And if you can't tell my sarcasm in my voice, then you should probably play Radical Heights. All right, next up. Next on in Netmarble, find over loot boxes. So the Korean FTC finds both Nexon and Netmarble nearly a million dollars for misleading customers with in-game loot boxes. So this is an overall fine for using loot boxes. The main issue at hand is both companies gave the illusions that pieces in a Kampu gacha mechanic had equal chances of dropping. So think about this. Let's say you're buying loot boxes and you're trying to compete a, complete a puzzle that had 16 pieces to it you know, a jigsaw puzzle. 
and four of the pieces in the jigsaw puzzle had less than a 1% chance to drop, but you displayed it to the customer as each piece had equal chance to drop. That's basically what they're getting fined over. But honestly, in my opinion, this is the first blood and kind of the gambling crackdown on the game industry. And I see more lawsuits coming because frankly, the game industry needs to get over its gambling addiction itself and stop implementing gambling mechanics in games for the net of profit for the name in the name of profits. Because um, at the end of the day, you're just hurting your customer. No one feels good about buying, you know, a hundred dollars worth of uh, loot boxes and then not getting what they want. It's, it's, I really hope the zeitgeist of gamers moves on beyond this uh, falling for these gambling tactics. But we'll follow up Netmarble getting fined by the Korean FTC with Netmarble opening a new LA office. So after its $2.4 billion IPO last year, Netmarble now looks to the West for its next expansion opportunity. Um, Netmarble will be opening an LA office. Well, they actually do have an office in California. They'll be moving that office to a new office in LA. So Netmarble is known for their biggest game, Lineage 2 Revolution. That's uh, basically repackaging the old early 2000s MMORPG to an autoplay game um, on your mobile phone. And they're going to follow up Lineage 2 Revolution with both a Star Wars and a Marvel-themed free-to-play game. Definitely glad we're getting more free-to-play IP-themed crap. Um, can't have enough of that. Thanks, Netmarvel. And I'm, I must sound salty this week because I'm crapping on everyone's, uh, everyone's game announcements. So next up, Leap Motion to make an AR platform North Star and make that platform open source. So... Let's get our uh, let's get our platform names in order. So Magic Leap is the well-funded, super like hyped AR platform. Leap Motion is a completely different company. Leap Motion is mainly known for its 180-degree hand tracking um, that makes computer interaction without keyboard possible. If you guys remember like futuristic movies where people are interacting. Um, Obviously, the go-to one is Minority Report, where people are interacting with computers and screens without keyboards or input devices. Leap Motion will make that possible for you. So their CTO, David Holt, says, um, All of this was possible while keeping the design of the North Star headset fundamentally simple, under $100 to produce at scale. So although this is an experimental platform right now, we expect that the design itself will spawn further endeavors that will become available to the rest of the world. So I guess they just want to make this AR platform that's accessible and easy and cheap. And then hopefully they're hoping people iterate on this and then they become like kind of like the AR platform of the future, I guess, similar to Google and Android. North Star is expected to go open source next week. And it's a pretty interesting platform announcement from the company known for hand gestures, but mixed reality kind of is, uh, it's too competitive at this point. And Leap Motion, you're, you're just announcing too late. And frankly, everyone's just waiting to see what Magic Leap does. So good luck, Leap Motion. Um, I'm still just going to wait to see what Magic Leap finally releases this year. And, uh, you know, maybe your platform will take off because it's open source. Who knows? Next up, Leslie Benz. He's a former head honcho at Rockstar. And Leslie Benz 
loses his initial hearing over the Rockstar profit sharing case. So former Maine producer Leslie Lucer is ruled against by the New York Supreme Court. Benzies is suing the Hauser brothers for his ousting following GTA 5's launch and for them keeping profit sharing from him. Benzies and the Hausers had a profit sharing contract, which Benzies says entitled him to over $150 million in unpaid profit sharing. However, and this is really disappointing to hear, the court ruled discretionary royalty payments and the fact that his contract contains no language mandating equal payments to the principals. So there's three principals, the two Hauser brothers and Benzies, um, forced the New York Supreme Court to basically throw out that part of the claim. So basically what they're saying is these are discretionary royalty payments, and they didn't say that... the payments had to be divvied up equally among the three. Um, and so there's no reason he's actually, that Rockstar is actually required to pay him $150 million. However, Benzies is still entitled to some payment, the court says, so the case will continue. And I'll follow up that Rockstar news with more Rockstar news, and that GTA 5 is named the most profitable piece of entertainment of all time. So that's no surprise here. And I'll just go over the two quick uh, metrics that allow this to be possible. 90 million in sales, 6 billion in revenue. And that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. That's ridiculous. One piece of entertainment software. And finally, for news this week, we have Twin Galaxy removes Billy Mitchell's high score. And the King of Kong antagonist himself, Billy Mitchell, has had his high scores removed over the use of an emulation platform called Mommet. This is uh, kind of the result of a lot of resources poured into an investigation and litigation over the qualifying scores. And I want to say I know this means a lot to a handful of people, but please, please, please move on to something else other than scoring the highest score in Donkey Kong. I get it. I'm crapping on whatever you enjoy and you have your own thing. However, when you tie up the court systems with litigation over Donkey Kong high scores, that's when I start to get upset. That's so ridiculous. Um, I don't know. It's just, in my opinion, this gets filed under who cares, and we should stop doing this. <laughs> All right, so let's get through some business news. Keyword Studios acquires three music services in a month. Chord, Chord Worldwide. Laced Music Group and Maximal have all been acquired by Keywords Studios. Chord Worldwide and Laced Music Group are both music branding and service companies, with the latter focused specifically on the game industry. Maximal focuses on voiceover recording for the game industry as well. So it looks like Keywords is positioning itself to be the key word. Get it? Keywords is positioning itself to be the keyword for audio in the game industry. All right, that 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 wasn't as good as I thought it was going to sound. Next up, Activision and PlayStation Vets form a new London-based VR studio. Maze Theory, the new London-based VR studio, will be the latest entry in the AR VR gold rush. Former Activision European Managing Director Jeff Heath and PlayStation European Marketing Director Mark Hardy formed the studio together. Good luck, guys, and off to the races for the gold rush. All right, we have Altered Ventures to fund $36 million to emerging markets. This new VC fund named Altered Ventures is targeting emerging markets with their initial nest egg. What emerging markets means or what emerging markets 
emerging markets they are targeting, they haven't specified. So we'll just see what that 36 million ends up being. Unity opens the center of innovation for game developers in Malaysia. This is Unity and the Malaysian Digital Economy Corporation are working together to open the Southeast Asian Center of Innovation. This will be part of kind of a larger government incubator space for promising startups in Malaysia. So good job, Unity. And VTime, everyone's favorite VR social network, raises another six point or $7.6 million in funding. VTime is a freemium app. It's a VR social network that kind of lets you create avatars of all different types and run around in various virtual economies or not economies environments so you know you could be a knight running around in a sci-fi area and it's kind of just like it's mainly for socializing not much for like gaming and action um currently it has one million downloads and pretty much available on most vr platforms and for those of you who are curious there are some hilarious hi highlights of various people in v time and also people hacking VTime to make crazy stuff happen in the world. And I'm curious to see uh, what happens with this. I think the AR, VR, social network space is really just open game for anyone. Now, you may think, oh, Facebook owns Oculus. No one can compete. Well, they haven't released anything. So we haven't seen one offering from Facebook and Oculus in the form of a VR social network. So... This is still fair game, and if any of you are gold chasing the AR, VR, gold rush, go after this. I mean, it's pretty, uh, there's endless possibilities, really, for that. So let's get the people news. Cade Peterson is named mid-boss interim CEO. So following the public ousting of former CEO Matt Kahn, mid-boss names an interim CEO. Peterson comes from the streaming service Jump as the VP of Content and Community. So hopefully this will ensure that their inclusive gaming conventions will continue without a hitch, and uh, we wish mid-boss good luck. Finally, Rovio Investors Relations Senior Vice President departs after seven months. This is terrible. So Rano Heinonen, Heinonen I'm sorry, man, um, departs from his position as Senior Vice President of Communication and Investor Relations after serving for only seven months. This is really, 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 really sad. It's kind of like, uh, I wonder what kind of contract they offered this guy for him to bounce after seven months. He must have got paid up front and had a huge signing bonus and then made off with the IPO because... Um, he was only clearly in it for the money because once Rovio started going south and so they needed someone to explain to investors what is happening, this guy bounces. So more bad news for the former uh, Mobile King Rovio. And this week in my gaming, uh, I'm going to skip this week. So I think I have a few games coming up and uh, I'll cover them in future episodes. So that's this week in games. I'm Eric McConnell signing off. Take care.